T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Jeremy White. Joe in the car, first up today. And Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Joe, do you want to listen? Joe, are you an idiot? Joe, are you a moron? Joe, do you have ears? Joe, do you know what you're talking about? Joe, can you fit? On WGR Sports Radio 550. hey happy Tuesday. So, Joe... Yes. I'd like to challenge people today, at least at the start. Here's the challenge. Uh-huh. Give me a take off last night's hockey game. Um, Like a real take. Because isn't the take like, yeah, pretty even game, 1-3-2, best player in the world, scored a couple goals. Uh, yep. Stinks. Stuart Skinner played pretty well. Are you saying you can't really find one? Yeah, I'm saying... There are 82 of those games, and on the if you were to Here, rank the games and their take-worthiness, this one comes in 73rd. Here, here's the take I have. The guy in the, uh, the ESPN.com poll for the NHL awards yesterday that voted Tage Thompson as the MVP over Connor McDavid, yeah. that person is insane. Yeah, it's, it's Cl- clinically insane. Maybe a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the take I would want to fire off at the start here. Uh, did something with the ESPN Plus broadcast seem weird last night? Okay, I've got that take for you. I spent the second period watching ESPN Plus promos on repeat because I couldn't get the game. That's well, that's even another that's, level. Let's just not even be able to get the game up. That's frustrating. Yeah, I yeah. closed the app and opened it on a different television, and closed it and opened it on my phone, trying to cast it to a TV, and nothing. No, I mean, like there was a good stretch there where I could not get any of the game. Okay. Something like the I did you hear like the on ice mic at the beginning of the game? Mm. It was like popping off. Like it, it was it was definitely like it was resting on its side, it almost sounded like someone was bumping it. <laughs> yeah. And then they turned it off. But then you lost a lot of there was the either crowd sound. noise, there was natural sound that was missing the whole game that made it f- felt weird. The game they, itself, I don't I don't just it was a game, right? Do we remember it as the game where former Jets play-by-play man Bob Wachusen yelled at us a lot? I mean, he was he was he was animated. He was, Bob Wachusen doing play-by-play. I think I think my fiance at one point turned to me and said, "Everything sounds like the Stanley Cup." Yeah, like every, he was he, he was <laughs> excited. He was super excited. He was excited. I, I, I'm Yoki always, Haru shot from the point. <laughs> yeah, when McDavid scored that first goal, it sounded like they had advanced through a round of the playoffs. 
But hey, I mean, yeah. I, I like Baba Shoes and I've liked him for a long time. So yeah, no, he's good. Um, no, you know, not actually complaining. Just he was he was excited. Um, middle stat was great last night. I thought. Yeah. Okay. Is Sk- that a take though? Skinner could have scored four. Skinner Cousins could have scored four Cousins too. Cousins could have scored four. Greenway looked pretty good on that Cousins line. And uh, uh-huh. did you get any feel that Tage was trying to be a little McDavid? Uh, sure, I could see that. That might just be a feeling because he does that most nights. He's that, you know, he's yeah. he's darn good. And he can he can do that yep. once in a while, And right? maybe felt a little bit of pressure to try and step up. But outside of that, you know, he lost Edmonton and the best player in the world scored two goals and set a new career high with 124 points. Here's a take. They did. Here's a take. They McDavid scored two goals. You bet over what one and a half points? It was as over under was one point five, and yes, I bet okay. him. I bet him over on points. Okay, yeah, and he scored two goals. Uh, I my take would be they actually did a really good job defending McDavid last night. I agree, even like, though he had two goals. The two goals even were what one was from behind the net that he bounces off Anderson, who's diving back. And the other is a, a, a shot that you probably want stopped, yeah. but you don't want to go too hard on it because it's the best player in the world that scored it. And he's coming down the ice at a million miles an hour. Yep. But right, like the shot at the end of the day is just along the ice through the five hole. Yep. So I think they did a pretty reasonable job defending Connor McDavid. And wasn't Jacob Bryson the guy that was matched up with him? Like he was playing with Darlene. Yeah. So like that was the guy that maybe did pretty well there. Even the shot that he scores on the second one, Bryson's right there. He can't really do anything else defensively from where he is. So that might be my take. The guy scored two goals, and I kind of feel like they did a pretty good job against him. As someone that had bet him to get two points, it did not feel like a lock, even though he scored in the first period. He scored like five minutes in. He scored early, and the rest of the game did not feel like a lock for him to get his second point. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that. The reality is that tonight's game is much more important. It's a four-point game. Yep, very famous four-point games. They have games in hand on the Islanders. If they win tonight, they're two back with multiple games in hand, and it'll feel like that spot is theirs to lose. And if they lose tonight, they will be six back. With yep. three in hand, they'd still need to win all of them, but... You know, anybody treating all your games in hand as if they would be wins, I think that's you know it's a little bit of fool's gold when you do that. Is tonight well, tonight is the biggest game in the standings since when? Like two weeks ago, probably. I, I guess they get bigger as they keep going closer and closer. Sure, more the Islanders is a big one, and I guess this is the biggest one since they played the Panthers a week ago. Yep, yep. that was a big one. The Panthers were here. The well, they play Ottawa. This team, though, like this is a team you're tracking. Yeah. Right? Like those teams are coming from behind you a little bit. Florida's hanging around. They have the same amount of points. This is don't let them don't let them extend their lead. Yeah, I would say maybe biggest night or biggest game, but also biggest night because Pittsburgh plays as well. Yep. And if you lose to the Islanders and Pittsburgh wins, you're looking at multiple games behind and you're starting yeah. to lose those games in hand. So it's uh yeah, like I said. Challenge. Anybody got a real big take from that game last night? It was just, it was a relatively even game. Their goalie made a bunch of good saves. Felt like the Sabres' expected goals could have been reasonably good. And yeah. I went and checked the fancy stats, and sure enough, close game. Nobody got dominated. It's not like they didn't show up. They, they t- got goalied a little bit. A little bit. They got goalied a little bit. And I would say that Edmonton's overall speed early in the game was giving them a little bit of trouble, but they were handling it. Like, we'll talk to. 
we're scheduled to talk to Don Granado coming up at 8 o'clock this morning, as we do on Tuesdays. And, you know, one of my questions is, do you do more in a, in a game day video session or the day before a game when it's McDavid, when it's that guy, how much more attention is paid to your game plan when you're dealing with Connor McDavid? And, you know, like you said, I, I feel the same. They did okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when, hey, Mahomes threw for 260 and two touchdowns. Okay, not a bad job. Right? Like, yep. You expect that guy to do a lot, and keeping him in check is not easy to do. So you kind of have to move along right away onto tonight. McDavid, by the way, expected goals for percentage last night. He was at 43%, which was the fourth worst on the Oilers. So they kind of took it to him. They, they they did. I thought they did fine against him. Um, they were swarming him every time he had the puck with two guys, and that would open up others. But they did a good job recovering. So I thought they did, they did about as good a job as you could. He's the best player in the world. He's going to find a way to get one or two, like whether it's an assist or a, a goal. Did you did you count it yesterday? How many games this year he has without a point? Isn't it like it's 10? not? It's not many. Yeah, it's not many. So it does turn to tonight though, and like win this game tonight, and we're going to feel like, okay, they, they're going to get in. I'm going to feel like they're going to get in if they win tonight. I, th- I feel like they have to win to stay alive. Because and that's the other thing, right? I'm going to feel like I'm overreaction either one way or the other. I feel like it might be over if they lose tonight, even though it really won't be. No, it won't be, but it's these gaps are hard to close. It was pointed, yeah, right. like, Paul yesterday pointed out the Sabres, if they were to win games in hand on Tampa – would only be seven points back. And right. you know, he was just making an observation. He wasn't saying anything about that. I'll say about that, they're not catching Tampa in any world. You're not closing a seven-point gap in the final month of the season. Right. Even though Tampa seems to be limping to the finish line, that's such a big ask. If they were seven points out of the eight spot, we would be saying this thing's might, it's probably over. The, yeah. good, the good news is they don't have to leapfrog too many teams. And in this playoff race, tonight, you know, Pittsburgh, they play Columbus. Do they play Columbus every night? It seems like they yeah. play Columbus. Then again, Columbus is playing better, so uh-huh. I guess that's good news. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tough schedule. I was looking at who they have in their next 10 games, yeah. and the number of times you would feel comfortable saying, like, oh, okay, they should beat that team. I think it's two. It's the Flyers, who they lost to this year, and yeah. the other one, I don't remember who the other team even is. Because it's a lot of New uh, Jersey, Dallas, the Rangers. Nashville? Maybe it was Nashville. Nashville at home, probably. Montreal they play at the end of the month. Okay. There's just not a lot of freebies. And I guess that's probably none. Well, go from here to the end of the season. Teams that they play that are out of playoff races. Nashville. You mentioned Philadelphia twice. Montreal. Detroit? Can I say Detroit? Maybe is like that's their next easiest game, Columbus at the end. That's five games the rest of the way. Every other team they play, whether it's New Jersey twice, who's a legit Stanley Cup contender right now, the Rangers three times, Dallas is first place in the West, or they were. They have another Boston game. I mean, when you've looked at their odds and seen, okay, they're one they've been one point out at times and been like thirty five percent. I think baked into that is that they've had the hardest schedule remaining in the league, and everyone's kind of seen that for a bit now. So, I mean, that's a part of it, too. Like, if they make it, they're going to earn it. But that also, doesn't it emphasize even more a game like tonight? you you got to make up the ground tonight because their advantage on you is who they have left versus who you have left. That might be a two-point difference the rest of the way, a three-point difference. So, 
you got to make that up somewhere. And the head-to-head matchup is the last head-to-head you have against the Islanders. No, it's not. Sorry. There's one more uh, March 25th. So you have two more head-to-heads against the Islanders. Win both of those games in regulation, and you are tied with them in the standings, but with games in hand. And then you have the advantage. If you don't, then they do because you have the tougher schedule. Looking at moneypuck.com's playoff odds, which these are probably more useful than power rankings, right? Yes. Mathematical playoff odds, yeah. I don't know if I've I've looked at a power ranking. Well, money, moneypuck.com also has a power ranking. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Well, they have, they have playoff odds, and then they have, they power, have power rankings. rankings. Playoff odds, they put the Sabres at 18% to make it. Okay. It's not great. Where do you think they are on the power rankings? Uh, 18th. 22nd. Yeah. I don't like the sound of that. No, it's that, not. That doesn't sound like... some reason, 18th sounds more like progress than 20, 22nd. <laughs> I need that one in the front. 22nd is... Uh, that's not where they're going to finish, I don't think. It will be interesting to see how we all evaluate this season if they, again, I don't mean like fall off a cliff, but just drift away. Well, they're 19th right now. They got caught by Ottawa, Florida, Washington, who are all tied in the standings. That's 22nd. Mm -hmm. Is that progress? Probably. It is, right? Yeah. There's no doubt that the organization has made an awful lot of progress. They're playing meaningful games. Last night's a meaningful game. Tonight's a meaningful game. Thursday against Dallas will be. Saturday against the Rangers will be. We've made it to meaningful games in March. So that is, you know, check a box. That's, That's an accomplishment. The question becomes how we evaluate them and how we talk about them this offseason if they don't make it, which... Again, while they're alive, they're probably a pretty decent underdog to make it. The Islanders and the Penguins are in the spots. Yep. And unless they win tonight, it's a lot of work to do. So it feels like a big one. Who goes in net? Lukanen? Uh, Com- Comrie? Lukanen, right? It's, it's Lukanen or Comrie because it's not going to be Anderson. He does not play back-to-backs. He's only done it once this year. Yeah. So it's not going to be Anderson. It's going to be one of those two goalies and... You know, everything about it, the Islanders. We've, we'll, get out of the way, Islanders. Come on. Who cares about you? You're boring. <laughs> yep. Your arena is, is it still dark? Is it still weird to watch on no, TV? No, they got the new one, don't they? Yeah, but I feel like it's still lit poorly. I feel like that's part of their brand identity. Is that they, more, are we just accustomed to that? Do they still have a car in the corner? They used to have the, <laughs> that, the Jeep over there. They had a Jumbotron like over the blue line. Yeah. It was like out of place. That was the, that was the Barclays Center, okay, wasn't that it? Was, that was a different building. I think, I think they're in a, they're, I don't know. Is it brighter than it used to be? Because that was the thing. It was dark. Yeah. It pro- I don't know. It probably is. It probably is. Anyway, good morning. It is, uh, it's Tuesday. It's also franchise tag deadline day in the, in the NFL. Uh, that comes this afternoon, so there will be big, big news on franchise tags and non-franchise tags. Of course, we'll cover that for you. But uh, if you want to open up, that, that's the challenge. A take on the Sabres. I realize sometimes that's our job to give you a take. My take on last night's game is it's a very difficult game to have a take on. Yeah. You know, just, okay, you lost. McDavid is inevitable. You mentioned his over-under was one point, one and a half points. It was minus 200. <laughs> that, he, that he would get one and a half points. Uh-huh. Heavy favorite to get one and a half points, and he got his two in a game where, like you said, his goal expected goal share was below 50%, Yep, and the Sabres did a really decent job against him. He still got his two goals. 124 points. Do you remember what year would it have been? It, not that long ago, in the last five, ten years. Yep. 
where the NHL point lead was for the, at the end of the season. Yes, was eighty seven. Yeah, Jamie Ben, right? Jamie Ben won a scoring title with eighty seven points. Yeah, that's that's wild. The Sabers are going to have what three guys hit that number? Tage is going to hit that number this week, right? He's already he's at eighty three. Yeah, now. Skinner might hit it. Tuck maybe would have hit it. Darlene, um, that is not that long ago, too, isn't it? How long ago was that? That's the tank year. 2014-15. 80, 87 points 87 led the NHL. 87 points. I mean, and McDavid's going to double that, we think? No, not double. Double that would be 100 and... He's, he's going to beat it by 70. 174. Probably. He's, yeah, he's, he's going to push for 160. Yep. Which, historically, I mean, that's the most impressive sports season since, uh, that we've seen since what? Like, it'd be Mahomes doing what? Throwing for 65 touchdowns? Like, I don't, I don't even know what the equivalent... Because since 96... That's a good one. Which Mario Lemieux had, what, 160 points in 96? Kucherov has the highest point total with 128. He's about to beat the highest amount of points we've seen in 27 years. And he's going to do it by 40. I mean, w- wouldn't that be like Mahomes throwing for 70 touchdowns in a season? I'm putting this up as a Twitter question because you ask it, and I don't have an immediate answer. It would be the most impressive single season since blank. Since, yeah. since who did what? Did Is there like a Steph Curry three-pointers made thing? Didn't he hit 400 in a season? Maybe. So maybe that's... The, Steph Curry has blown out the three-point records yeah. and his own records five times over. Something you've just never seen in an era where he's topping... Again, this is like almost a three-decade-long uh, run that we're talking about here where nobody's even hit 130 points, and he's going to push for 160. He might also... I think Ovechkin has the highest amount of goals in that range with 65, and he is maybe going to get 70-plus. I mean, his season... Hey, they're showing him right They're showing him right now in SportsCenter. And who are the guys in front of him? Yari Curry, Mark Messier, and Wayne Gretzky. That's just Oilers history, I guess. But... He's doing things that were, if you're putting up any chart, any graphic about what Connor McDavid is doing right now this season, you're putting up Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Messier, like you're putting up guys that played 30 and 40 years ago. I'm pulling up the NHL point leaders by season because I got to know, he's on pace for 156. That would be the highest number since, yeah, okay, you mentioned it, sorry. Lemieux, 161 in in 1996, sorry. Um, I was doing the math there while you were talking. So the highest point total since 96, Lemieux. Wow. <laughs> so I've got that 2015 season open. 87 by Jamie Benn. Led the NHL. The highest Saber that year? That's almost not fair, right? Because it's a tank year. We don't, Tyler Ennis with 46. 46. 46 led the hey, year. That's okay. I was doing uh, the job. Right, they were doing the job. One, he's going to get 160, I think. I mean, last night, again, we don't even really think he played that great. He had two goals, just like that. Because he just one time, you need to catch him going 95 miles an hour down the ice, and he can find and he can just find his way into the back of the net. 803-0550 is our phone number. You can answer the Twitter poll. Or it's not really a poll. It's a fill-in-the-blank. Today's a fill-in-the-blank test, folks. This would be the most important single season 
Oh, sorry. Most impressive. It's early. I got to redo this. <laughs> most impressive Nothing single season before seven. O'clock. That's right. Before seven a.m., you can make a lot of mistakes. Nobody, nobody actually, you know, puts it in the uh, in your permanent record. Um, most impressive single season from any professional athlete since blank. Go ahead and fire off if you'd like to us. It's um, it's pretty impressive. Like I, who, I don't know that I have a good answer for this. Brady threw for fifty touchdowns. So did Peyton Manning. Yep. Lamar Jackson running for like twelve hundred yards and Lamar's MVP was unanimous. Yeah, that's pretty good, and it was historic. Like, yep. I guess it doesn't have to be something someone's never done because McDavid's not doing something no one's ever done. He's no. just doing something people haven't done in thirty years. Yeah, he, he and that's the thing. Like in, in football, a lot of the records that you see, they're now they're being set now. They are. Yeah. Whether that's receivers or quarterbacks. I mean, every time there's a stat about Josh Allen's the only quarterback in NFL history to throw for 4,000 and run for 700. It's like, well, yeah, offense never existed back then like it does now. Right. In hockey, they're getting back to offense existing like it used to. Watching hockey in the 80s and the 90s, early 90s, was everything on tilt. And, yep. you know, guys scoring 160, Lemieux, 160 points in 1995, 1995-96. And then they just drifted really far, where your number of 100-point players, there were multiple seasons in the mid-2000s. 2012, okay, that's a lockout Jordan season. 2003-2004, I think that's another lock. No, it's not. Martin San Luis led the league with 94. In 02, it was again with 96. Yager led the league in ni- with... 96 and 2000. Mm-hmm. So you have multiple seasons where the leading point score didn't even get to 100. Here's McDavid about to go to like 160. That's insane. It's partially him. It's mostly him. But it's also a lot about the state of the game and how yeah. go- goal scoring is is in a good spot. You know, we don't complain about these games being boring all that often. I can't remember the last time we did. It's been two years at least. Yeah. M- maybe that's partially the league and partially Granado's style. They They play fun. Yep. I mean, last night there's five goals. Wasn't that almost a little bit disappointing? They were even building it up on the on the broadcast going in. Like, oh, was, we, could, we could see ten tonight, folks. It was definitely disappointing. The over-under was seven. Megan Cheka, wow. who does analytics for, I think, TSN, pointed out that Edmonton's the number one scoring team off the rush, and the Sabres were third. Yeah. So you might have thought it was going to be... 7-6. I will say, at the end of the first period, there were, what, 35 shots? Between the two teams? Yeah. yeah there was so, a million There's definitely a lot of shots. There's definitely a lot of action. And we mentioned, like, a couple of good saves. Stuart Skinner made a bunch of good saves for Edmonton. So, all right, there you go. It'll be the most impressive single season from any professional athlete since blank. We'll get some of your answers on that. We'll get to franchise tag news as well. Lamar and the Ravens, big decision on what to do today, what level of franchise tag. Looks like the uh, Saints have their man. Derek Carr signs a deal. Yep. A lot of guaranteed money there. Geno Smith, a lot of guaranteed money with Seattle on a three-year deal. Aaron Rodgers news this morning. Trey Wingo tweeting out last night. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets had conversations. This would have been yesterday. While nothing is imminent, Rodgers is open to the idea of going to New York. Okay. So, AFC East, lots to get to. You know, last year it's Tyreek Hill. This year it could be Aaron Rodgers that comes to the AFC East. Hope, honestly, Joe, my real quick thought on this is I hope he does in the next six hours so we can put <laughs> it to bed, folks. Well, I mean, please. We'll put where he's going to bed, but then we're going to have to That's talk about fine. him for six months. That's fine. That's better than what's going to happen. 
Is it going to be a fracture oh, between? I don't. I don't Let's know that go. you're ready for for the Rodgers goes to the Jets. Are they an AFC East contender? Talk. No. That's going to get fired up. No. You don't think? I'm sure it will. It will be better than the speculation of whether he's going to go back to Green Bay or not. I will take okay. anything over what's Rodgers going to do. We thought the darkness retreat was going to be the end of our misery, and it's still going on. So <laughs> I hope it happens today. I hope it happens we in the next... Come on. We knew that there was never going to be an end to the misery on this. You're, right? pro- you're probably right about that. And don't it... and of course, Brady. Brady's back. Brady's back. Speculation at the Alleg- combine is that he, we'll he's see. also going to come to the AFC East. Yep. What's oh, this? could you imagine? Is this some sort of club that everybody wants to get into now? It's just the let's annoy Jeremy White club. Let's it, all it, go to the AFC East. Is this the Truman Show? <laughs> I, do I live in the Truman Show? Brady and Rogers These in the two AFC East. Insufferable, non-retiring greats yep. won't leave me alone. Blah. All right. <laughs> Franchise tag deadline today, Lamar news. I've got a lot, a lot to say about Derek Carr and Geno Smith, too, because, you know, those big money deals, woof, a lot of money, but I think they're both worth it. So that's my unpopular take on that. 803-0550, Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe. We're going to talk to Don Granado today. We're also going to check in with Andrew Filipponi in Pittsburgh, a little bit maybe on the Steelers, but mainly on the Penguins. And, you know, what's going on? It's a team that the, te- that the Sabres are chasing is this their last gasp? We'll check in on the Penguins a little bit. Sal comes up top of the hour, 7 o'clock, to get us ready for franchise tag deadline day. That and your phone calls, 803-0550, to join us here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chipped in over the line. Here's Dylan Cousins. Turning, firing, scores! The workhorse from Whitehorse ties it up early in this third period. It's 2-2. Two two. Dan Dunleavy on the call. The first moments of the game for the moments in life go forth to Firth. For all the moments in life, go forth to Firth. I don't have a good take yet from that game. <laughs> I don't think there is one. It's the challenge. What's the take? Evan asked us in the break if it said anything about Olofsson. 
Is Olafson universally expected to be dealt and not part of this team very long term? Um, almost universally. Yeah, almost universally. If you're talking about the well, favorites that are guys on the team that are young and fit the youth timeline that aren't here long term, you'd get to Olafson well, first. He would be valuable enough and also expendable. That's why he fits, right? Yep. He'll also be 28. Next year's his age 28 season. Yeah, I guess that's a little late. So, of the group, he's one of the older ones. And, I don't know, just he's the one guy where if he's not scoring, he's not really doing that much at all. And he's not scoring right now. He's not. He hasn't scored in, what is it, 15 games now? He's having a fine season. Like He's at, he's at his career high in goals. He's at 23. And he's still on pace for almost 30. So, maybe he even gets 30. He can get hot and get to 30. But... It just, I don't know. Do they need, you know what it comes down to for me? Do they need scoring? Like, they don't, right? They, they don't. Especially when Tuck's healthy, especially they don't. So, he's fine doing that. Having a guy that can play in the power play like that and can throw 25 to 30 goals in the back of the net. But wouldn't you rather flip his value into a defenseman or a goaltender in the offseason if you could? If you could. If you could, I would, especially goaltender. Right. He's not someone I need to rush out the door. No. no. But if I were looking at our guys I could explore trades with and kind of use as bait, I think he would be one of the first guys I think about. It is franchise tag deadline day. We got some franchise tags. The Raiders are franchising Josh Jacobs. Yeah, we talked about running backs a little bit yesterday. That that's actually not the worst idea. Yeah, because here's the thing, and we always have to be ready to do this. When the world discovers something in sports, Sal talks about this a lot, right? Like the way you play defense, whether it's the league does this to catch up to offenses, and then it swings back, and it swings back and forth. Yeah, Running backs, hey, never pay a running back. Enough teams did that that now running back values came down. Right, and right. maybe the best answer for what to do at running back is – yeah, sure. If we have the room, here's $10 million for a franchise tag. For one year. On a one-year deal. Right. Because if there's any position where, you know, Joe, after a certain age, a player's production drops. It's like, twenty. is it 27 for running backs? Yeah. yeah. After age 27, you do not get the same production from running backs. So, okay, well, we don't have to, in the case of a quarterback, like like you do in the case of a quarterback, give him six years and... He's not upset because he's not getting top money in the running back pool. Yep. Franchise tag money is not an insult. It's $10 million. It's pretty good. And for Josh Jacobs, who is 25, if you're the Raiders, all right, yeah, one year and try to get everything we can out of him. He just led the league in rushing, so he's 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 great. He is an elite running back. Yep. Same thing with the Cowboys. Tony Pollard is one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. And they've decided to franchise tag him. Who knows what happens with Zeke? Like the, the the problem with the paying the running back is what the Cowboys did with Zeke, which was multiple years, tons of dead cap, and having to trade other players because you made that commitment to Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. In the case of Tony Pollard, that won't happen. Right. Do you? So what's the franchise tag for running backs against? One year, like eleven million. Yes. Do you know what? A team acquiring Derrick Henry would be on the hook for? Exactly that. One year, $11 million. And there was a report yesterday they are shopping Derrick Henry. So a team getting Derrick Henry would be the exact same thing. Except for he's 29, which is a little different. But 
last year was fifteen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns. The franchise tag is ten million. Okay, so one million more, so give or take. Should yep. I be, should I be thinking about this more for for the Bills for Derrick Henry? I mean, the Von Miller Instagram picture. He's being shopped. Well, you wouldn't have to franchise him. He is under contract. Yeah. He also has no money guaranteed. Yeah. Derrick Henry, which means you could restructure it. You could restructure it and see if he wants to play for two years. You could. Do I want? Do I want a thirty-year-old Derrick Henry under contract with with some guaranteed money on it? You know, when it comes to running backs, it's not often that we hear that position talked about for legacy. I want for win. legacy. I want right. to win. Right. I want to go someplace I can win. Yeah. Quarterbacks. If it's Derek Carr, it's why do you go to the Saints? Well, most money. Could he have gone to the Jets and have had a better chance to win? Yeah. Maybe. Why does Rodgers, if he's going to move, why does he want to go to the Jets? It's because he wants to win. Not to say that running backs don't want to win. That's not what I mean. It's just here we have a ton of potential running back movement. Saquon Barkley, Jacobs just got franchise tagged. Yep. You don't Pollard. hear the conversation like, well, is Barkley going to want to go to a winner? You hear, is he going to return to where he was? He stayed in New York all the time. Or would he would he just stay in New York? You know, it's it's interesting yeah. to think about would a running back look at the Bills, would a would a thirty year old Derrick Henry look at the Bills and say, I got a chance to win. I've never won. Yep. I've been in Tennessee. I've been well, let's be honest, ridden into the ground with four hundred carries. <laughs> he has seventeen hundred carries. Wouldn't for his he career. feel like a, a, a trip to the Bills would be a vacation? He might oh, get, yeah. How many carries would he get here? 180? Would he take, Half. Would, would he take 180 carries for the Bills, restructure, yep. and try to win? Which is like half of what he normally gets in a given season. Devin Singletary's market value on Track is like five and a half. Yeah. How much more is Derrick Henry worth to you than Devin Singletary coming back at five and a half? Is it eight and a half? I mean, I the question... If, okay, if I go to the spirit of the question, yeah, like eight and a half, nine, couple million more. I don't want Singletary back in the first place, which no. is why me, I'm the wrong person to ask that question of because I just want to go cheapest route possible. But there weren't any teams mentioned when it came to, you know, who that there was a report yesterday that he's being shopped. Aren't aren't we expecting the Bills to be mentioned, whether or not they even are or not? Because any time there's a big-name running back that's available, draft or trade, the Bills are mentioned. McCaffrey, Barkley, Travis Etienne, they're always mentioned. Shouldn't I expect? Even if it's a blurb about, and hey, maybe keep an eye on the Bills, Von Miller in this Instagram post a couple weeks ago. I'm just I'm ex- I'm bracing to hear from somebody written somewhere. Hey, keep an eye on the Bills when it comes to Derrick Henry. I expect that. We've heard it with Bijan Robinson. We've seen the Bills mocked Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. They were linked to Barkley. They were linked to McCaffrey. Yeah. If Barkley doesn't get franchise tagged today, are they going to be linked I'm to Barkley? Going to be ready for the Bills to be linked to Barkley. Yep. And that to me is a worse idea than than Derrick Henry. Barkley's better, but you're paying Barkley, what are you giving him, a five-year contract? At least four, right? He's 26. Are you saying I shouldn't be afraid of that? I don't know. Versus Henry? I don't know what the market for running backs does right now. I pointed out to you yesterday that the franchise tag for a running back is half as much of the cap as it was 10 years ago. Yep. By by percentage. Yeah, by percentage. The cap has gone up at a certain rate. 
and the franchise tag for running backs has not gone with it. Quarterbacks are still taking up a huge chunk, chunk of your cap. Yeah, but running backs, like if you want to look at the franchise tags, there are how many positions are lower than a running back franchise tag? Oh, okay. I mean, kicker and punter, right? It's it. It's special teams. That's, that's it. That's it. That is it. Every other franchise tag is higher. It's the yeah. lowest position. So again, like this gets to that point. You could make the case about don't pay running backs, and if you do that for a decade, and the league doesn't do it for a decade, all of a sudden, well, it's cheap now. It's cheap. It's cheaper though, right? Like your franchise tag for a wide receiver is nineteen million. A running back is ten. Your franchise tag for a safety is well, fourteen million. This is why I'm usually on team never running back. Isn't part of the 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 strategy there not that oh I can spend even six seven eight million on running back it's and, I can and draft be, a guy and, right I yeah. can I could spend two million on it and and get the same production like the Chiefs the Chiefs are probably going to roll into next season with Pacheco on a rookie contract after drafting him in the seventh and Jarek McKinnon on whatever little contract he gets and they're maybe going to trade Clyde Edwards Hilaire aren't they going to be fine at running back paying three million dollars to it. Like to me, that's where I want to end up. I want to be bottom of the list, and there are still a few teams that will pay that money, like the ten million, the fifteen million. It would have been a little bit more easy to stomach when Allen wasn't on this giant contract. Now we're every million dollars count, and we're counting how much they can pay Edmonds and Poyer, and okay, and it, it well. to me is different now. Paying a running back ten million, paying the whole position thirteen million is a lot harder now than obviously it would be if you're paying the whole position whatever whatever you think you could get Heinz and Cook for which might be what 4 million between the two It is 4 million but it is it is draft capital. I mean, I don't think it's as cut and dry as the dollars. Which would you rather do, Joe? 10 million dollars for Derrick Henry or first round pick on a running back? Well, 10 million dollars for Derrick Henry. Right. Even though the first round pick on the running back would save money over time on a per year basis, but you'd be squandering yeah. your best offseason asset on the running back. And they've just spent a bunch of them on running backs. I get it. Can I say I'd rather than even the free agent contract, would I rather have them do what they've done? The Bills? Which is third round picks. And second. Last second, year was a second. You know, end of the second. They got you you second. traded down. And it's a second round pick. I'm not going to let you get away with telling me the, just, la- the last pick of the second is basically a third. Well, no, if you're getting other picks on top of it, it brings the value down to they a third. They did right? get other picks, and I think they traded those right back away. Did they? Okay, yeah, never to move mind on then. for Shakir, maybe. But either way, like, yeah, third third round pick. If they if they are drafting running backs in the third round, where is that on this scale? That's what they've done. And they've got a, they've been fine, right? They've been a great team, not spending a first round pick, not spending the big free agent contract. Maybe it's time to change. <laughs> no. I'm not ready for it. 803-0550 to chime in. I've got a number here. Anthony tweets in, Derrick Henry has the same cap hit as Naheem Hines and Tim Settle. <laughs> Which would you rather well, have? When you put it that way, that's, that's a good way to frame it. All right, when we get back, a quick Derek Carr note and some trivia on him as well before we get to Sal. Top of the hour on what to expect for tr- for uh, franchise tag deadline day. It is today. 803-0550 to join us on WGR. Hey, good morning. Got some instant trivia for you here. Joe and Evan can play along. You can play along at home. Sal Capaccio, top of the hour. We'll talk franchise tag deadline day. It is today. So a Lamar decision coming. 
But anyway, Derek Carr, he's got his team. Derek Carr signs mm-hmm. with the Saints. Derek Carr is a sub-500 starting quarterback who just got $100 million guaranteed. I don't have any problem with that. Yep. We'll get into that a little bit later. But just on the win-loss record, 79 losses. Joe, Evan, there are 11 NFL quarterbacks that have more losses than Derek Carr yep. and a losing record. Like it's, okay. Im- it's important to say losing record because Peyton Manning has more losses than Derek Carr. He also has a bajillion more wins. He played along. Brady, yep. right, right. Brady, too. So more losses than Derek Carr and, like Derek Carr, under 500. How many of the 11 do you think you can get? Um, Like more than half. More than, oh, wow. Six. I'm going to bet again. They had to be active. No, no, this is all time. um, You're going to bet against? I'm going to bet against you getting six. Wow. Yep. Okay. I'm betting against it. All right. Throw this out first, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's correct, but please don't answer because Joe's trying to get six. No, it's okay. I bet bet the two of you can't get six. I I don't think you'll get six. You got got one. How about uh, Matthew Stafford? Okay, you got two. Got to go with the Lions. All right. Jay Cutler. You got three. Okay. Now, I know it's not Carson Wentz because Warren Sharp had a stat yesterday that he's exactly 500. He might not have that many games anyway. Um, okay. I'll go a little bit before my time because I, I know this guy is the most losses all time. Or at least I think I do. Uh, Vinny Testaverde. That is correct. That okay. is, is that four? That is four. Okay, Evan, how do we feel about John Kitna? Do we think he's played enough games? 80 losses? Maybe not. Is he ever a full-time starter? Um, I want to say Jameis Winston. But I feel that's like... That's not he, a, I don't think he has enough games. Yeah. How about... All right, I'll go John Kitna. Incorrect. You get three strikes before you... Before I'm out on the six? You guys are out, yeah. You're four correct, one wrong. Okay. Yeah, it's like family feud here. We Three strikes. Sounds like a long-time Browns quarterback. They always change. We're looking for 80 or more losses and under 500, which is what Derek Carr is going to be as soon as he loses a game. Yeah. He's got 79 losses and is under 500. Is there another Bill on this list? There is no one here that played for the Bills. Okay. So it's not – I was thinking Joe Ferguson, but – and there's no timeline. This is all time. Never mind. All time. Um – Long-time losing quarterbacks. How about... Um, what's, what's his... He was uh, Matt Hasselbeck. Incorrect. I'm thinking Texans quarterbacks, but I'm also wondering... I don't know if they played enough, enough. games. Yeah, because like David Carr or Matt Schaub... Nope. None of these guys are close to recent enough. I don't know if any of them played when the Texans existed. How how about uh maybe you should be thinking more old school. How about um Archie Manning? Correct. That's number five. Okay. You have two strikes. I think these guys we should be thinking older. Guys don't get run like they used to. That's right. Okay. So guys that had losing records in like the eighties and nineties. Is this why it's hard? It's hard because these are guys before I was born. A lot of a lot of them, or some, some of them. That's some of it. 
Another part of it is there's one guy in here you would never would have thought was sub 500. At least I, would, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't have. Another guy went to a Super Bowl and lost. Um, okay. How about... Wait, went to a Super Bowl and lost. Went to a Super Bowl and lost. Went to a Super Bowl and lost. Sub-500 career quarterback. Oh, I'm thinking Eagles, but in the 80s. Oh. Uh, Ron Jaworski? No. Kerry Collins. Correct. Oh, is Kerry. that the, the loss in the Super Bowl? It's lost in the Super Bowl. Yep. Correct. Yep. Other answers here. Sub-500 and more losses than Derek Carr. Steve DeBerg. Not no gonna, not gonna get that. chance. Jim Everett. Nope. Not going to get that. Boomer Esiason. Wow, really? Yeah. He had a losing record? Yeah. I mean, you play for the Bengals. Okay. thought they were good, though, that whole time, no? Let me, double, let me double check that, because one other name on this list that I'd pull off this list. No, Boomer was 80 and 93. He okay. was he was over 500 with Cincinnati. Okay. Then went to the Jets and was 15 and 27. And the other name is, and according to Pro Football Reference, he is not sub-500, so I take him off. Right at the mark of 102 and 101 is Warren Moon. Wow. Yeah, so he was close to sub-500. Yeah. So was... How about... Again, Eli Mann and Carson Wentz, both 500. How about exactly. w- Warren Moon with Houston was 70 and 69? Just one game over 500 with the Houston really? Oilers. Yeah. He was three games over with the Minnesota Vikings. Isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best players of all time. Here's the question. Is there any of these quarterbacks that we just went through that have a losing record and are in the Hall of Fame? Wait, Warren Moon's... He's not in the Hall of Fame. No, he's not. No, Warren Moon, the case for him... Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. People make the case a lot for Warren Moon that... He's in the Hall of Fame. If they... Because it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not just the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, he he was so amazing. Nine, nine Pro Bowls in seventeen seasons, almost three hundred touchdowns in a in a time where the ball wasn't thrown around like it is today. So none of the names that were on your list are in the Hall of Fame, correct? Correct. And Derek Carr's record is what? He is under five hundred, sixty three and seventy nine. He's got work to do. The Jets seem to. Th- well, he's not going to the Jets, I guess. Remember Mul- the Jets' logic was if you win multiple Super Bowls, you'll so. be a first ball Hall of Famer. Yeah, and he is 16 games under 500 as a starter. Derek Carr to the Saints, who might be the best quarterback in that division. And Chris Olave and Instantly. Derek Carr is a nice start. You know, that's yeah. something. All right, Sal Capaccio coming up in a minute. We'll talk about the franchise tag deadline. That's a little instant trivia for you. Derek Carr based on quarterbacks that were good enough to play enough to lose a lot. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.